Graffiti Japan. Another action-packed episode of Got Faded Japan, and I am your host, Johnny. And I'm Tom Tom Tokyo. And I'm Jeremy Motherfucking Deschner. That's right. And as you find folks know, Got Faded Japan is about three dudes. Hello, booze. Japan and motherfucking news. That's right. And Jeremy, what episode is this? Sir, I believe this is 672. That is correct. 672. Oh, man. Wait, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Wait a second. Be- be- before we move forward, before we move forward, um, listen, I signed up for the YouTube page. I signed up for the YouTube page. We got a Got Fit in Japan YouTube page. It's it's amazing. It's spectacular. And I also subscribed. Uh, nice. Tommy, did you subscribe to the Got Fit in Japan YouTube page? I do believe I did. Good. Nice. Jeremy, did you do it? I did it, and I also got 20 of my friends to do it because that's how I roll. Fuck, yeah. Fuck Having yeah. friends is cool. It is cool. Yeah. And Faders, you are our friends, and you should be signing up right now to the Got Fitted Japan YouTube page. We got tons of free shit there. We got videos. We got all sorts of crazy shit. All right, so I want to just explain why we're, we're saying this right now. All right, so you guys know we have Patreon. You know we have uh, After Dark. You know we have all this cool content. Yeah. So what happens is, is when you're a YouTube guy, when you're a YouTube content creators, there's a little thing called the YouTube, YouTube content creators fund. So what that means is if we get 1000 subscribers, 1000 subscribers, we can join the YouTube fund and YouTube will pay us to make videos. So you guys don't have to pay us anything. YouTube will pay us for you and you guys will get all the free shit and we get a little bit of cash back in our pocket to buy us some beers that's all right. we need is all we need is 862 more motherfuckers to sign up and click subscribe that's right so everybody should just stop the press stop what you're doing and sign up to youtube i mean everybody's got youtube you don't have to fucking sign up you got it we know you motherfuckers have it just subscribe you don't even have to like anything not yet i know you will but you got to subscribe to youtube and support the show it really really super duper helps us out oh man on that note, uh, we've got some other also things. like th- there's some pretty good stuff up there. Even some of our older videos, like uh, we have the beer and wasabi challenge. Yeah. That oh was yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, Tons the, of good that shit. That one's pretty good. And like the, 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 we have one where we, we we cook up some crazy fucking high, uh, spicy ass curry. This is a little bit before Jeremy joined the show, but like yeah. right on. I remember, but I watched them though because I'm a fan. Yeah. Before I was a host, I was a fan. Yeah, because Jeremy's cool like that. Hoorah. That's right. Yeah. We oh, got by, wait, wait, by the way, boys, uh, this is a drinking podcast, I believe. So mm-hmm. let's start with Johnny. Tell me what you're drinking, sir. 
I'm a wino, drinking my wine as winos do. I'm drinking the Yosemite Road 7-Eleven Special. Yes, it's a cabaret and it is spicy. Nice. Next is Tom. Uh, Going simple here, tequila and tea. Tequila and tea. And for me, I'm starting out with the shochu and uh, tea. And then after that, after that, I've got my brew dog hazy jane ipa from new england these are these are good man like uh me and tom were talking earlier like brew dog does not do you wrong folks if you have access to brew dog you will be a happy camper Mm -hmm. indeed they're one of the big name like big flagship names that that uh like what is it like kicked off the kind of like you brew microbrewery thing where it's like you know craft beer craft beer but like you know it was done by the little guy yeah, yeah. Th- those guys and Azel Beer is another one. We use Azel Beer at my bar. Azel Beer has like a bunch of cool, like uh, independent, like craft beers. It's amazing, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally, man. Yeah, we, we, we went to the official uh, Brew Dog like bar in uh, Ropongi. And mm. Johnny did, and we interviewed the manager there. Like, what uh, would have been years ago? It would have been like five, I want to say five years ago. It was pretty cool, but like, yeah, but like I think with like that was like right before my birthday. My birthday wanted coming up a little bit later, and I was like, I was like, all right, what do you want? I was like, free dog, free dog, free dog, free dog. Oh, I love I love your enthusiasm, man. Brew dog is so goddamn good, dude. Yeah, it's, it's good. Uh, the the I, I, have to, I have to say, like, obviously the place is a bit pricey because it's kind of like I wouldn't I wouldn't say classy, but it's like you know it's higher end craft beer, but uh, it's good. Is really good, like excellent service, excellent food, drink, everything you name it. It's they a nice great nachos. Place. Yeah, when you guys come down to Fukuoka, though, um, the prices down here are reasonable, especially if you guys are on Tokyo salaries. When you come down to Fukuoka, it's a lot cheaper here. Like, um, uh, for a brew dog at, at my place, I think we charge 900 yen. Mm hmm. That's it, man. You get a bottle of punk IPA for nine hundred yen. For you guys, that like um, a pint's like what twelve hundred to fourteen hundred up there. It's it's pricey, depends, but yeah. yeah, yeah, no, because I remember that even back in the day, man. Because like I, I lived in not Fukuoka, but Fukuoka Prefecture. Yeah, and like yeah, shit was a lot cheaper down there. Like you're paying like yeah. you know, some some of the cheaper izakayas. You're paying like two, three hundred yen for like a proper pint. This is this is almost twenty years ago. So right on, right on. But it's not it's not changed that much. It's not that cheap now, but still, compared to Tokyo, it's relatively much cheaper when you come to here. If you're a traveler in Japan, a tourist, which we're getting a ton of tourists in the bar now, cool. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, come to Fukuoka because shit's a little bit cheaper. And once you get outside of Tokyo, uh, shit gets really interesting. It really, you get the feeling that you're actually in Japan. Like, that's the thing. Whenever I go to like Kyoto or Osaka, I'm like, holy shit, I'm actually in Japan. I get that feeling. Tokyo, I feel like I'm in Manhattan. Yeah, that, that was kind of my whole thing. So I, I didn't stay in Fukuoka, but I was in the prefecture in the second biggest city, which is Kitakushi City. And right. like, I was like, I, I just I just found a random job assignment, you know. I found, I need, you know I was just fresh out of university, needed the whole like work on the whole JLB thing. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I got randomly assigned there, and I was pissed at first because like I wanted fucking Tokyo or Osaka, one of the big cities. But long story short, like good, a man. well, a it kind of forced me to learn Japanese, which is like good in the long run, and b like actually got to see for the first couple of years like the real Japan because like you know. 
Tokyo is not the real Japan, just like, you know, New York is not like New York or Chicago or LA is not the real America. That's just like, that's, correct. that's its own little thing, right? Correct. Correct. So same, same thing. So we were going to talk about Fukuoka saying it's the real Japan. It's like, yeah, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Yep. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right well we also have some other really great news uh we have an upgrade to got fitted japan i guess this could be got fitted japan 2.0 because somebody got a new computer for christmas tommy that guy yeah johnny was kind enough to gift me with an early christmas present so i got a mac i have no no idea how to use this fucking thing man because I, I haven't touched a mac in over 10 years Obviously, there's uh, been some up- upgrades in the time being. Um, yeah, no but, kidding. But the thing is, though, that Macintosh, I mean, uh, it was gifted to me from a friend, and it's like from 2011 or something. And uh-huh. and basically, at that time, it was like one of the best computers you could get, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for what you do, for what you need a computer for, porn, uh, basically, it is perfect. It is absolutely perfect. I mean, it's huge. It's like, what, a 37-inch monitor or something? It's pretty big. Yeah. It's pretty big. But like I said That's before, she said. Man, yeah, you yeah, got to be right. careful with uh, your son, dude, because uh, a big computer like that, dude, is basically a nuclear bomb in a blender. It's not if, it's when. I, I don't I don't think so. I, th- I think my son's pretty cool about it because, you know, you know what he said when he, when I first set this thing up and, like, you know, got it all hooked up and everything? Mine. He, at it and mine. he goes, it's a superhero. So now, now he thinks I'm like fucking Batman or some shit. That's oh, cool. cool. You got to show him SpongeBob and shit on the computer. That way he values it. Like if you want to watch SpongeBob, you got to come sit down here and you can't touch anything, but you can watch SpongeBob. And then like, uh, he'll be like, oh, okay, this is like a, this is like a place where I go to like get my SpongeBob on, you know, this is a sacred place. Yeah. You, well, you know, you know, he thinks like, like uh, he thinks uh, the tablet is called the bus. Because he, he likes watching wheels on the bus. So it's like, watch bus, watch bus, watch bus. And he, he's obsessed with vehicles. So that, that's his thing. And he thinks the computer, for both me and my wife say to him, he's, the computer is called Don't Touch. Awesome, yeah. Yeah, it's like, he's, he's like, what's this? Don't touch. Don't touch. And my house is called Pornhub. Pornhub, right? <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. But I'm saying, man, blender. Woo. Yeah, dude. Nuclear bomb in the blender. That's what it is. So be careful. Oh, shit. Well, on that note, Gents, should we get into the motherfucking news? We got a lot of news to cover. You guys, are you guys ready? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay, Please. let's take a little break. And when we come back, we got the news. Eight Stars American Bar, located between Daimyo and Yahoo. Come get your party on. Hey, yo, what's up, Vaders? Johnny here. You know I love booze and news, but I also love art. So come on down to thespiltink.com and check my art out. I've got tons of stuff there for you to check out. And I've got paintings, I've got prints, I've got videos. And I tell you what, if you like a painting, I could probably sell it to you. And I tell you what, if I can't sell you that painting, I will definitely sell you a print. I've got prints of all my work. Prints are about 2000 n each, about 20 bucks. But if you buy two, you get the third one for free. So come on down to thespiltink.com. Yo, and on top of that, I'm looking for commissioned work. So if there's something that you want me to do, I can make it for you. Just check out my stuff and see if you like my style. And if you like my style, I can definitely paint you anything on canvas, paper, whatever. I've done it all. So come on down to thespiltink.com. That is T 
T-H-E-S-P-I-L-T-I-N-K.com. TheSpillDink.com. Prepa. Mitsuya Liquors. Yo, what's up, faders? If you're in Asia, if you're in Japan, if you're in Tokyo, if you're in Asagaya, you better get down to... Mitsuya Liquors. That's right. For the most affordable prices in Japan, you can get over 300 different kinds of beer. That's right. Over 300 different kinds of beer. And of course, they got all the shochu you need, all the sake you need. And of course, they got wine from California to Italy to France to New Zealand. They got it all. When I say they got it all, they really, seriously got it all. There's no joke about that. So get down to Mitsuya Liquors. And if you go in there and you say, got fit of Japan, you will be more than welcome to go into their back room and drink those beers that you just purchased. That's right. Got fit of Japan at Mitsuya Liquors. And three times a week, they have a sushi chef there. So get your sushi on, get your drink on, get your fade on, and come on down to Mitsuya Liquors. Located comfortably in Asagaya. About five minute walk from the station. Mitsuya Liquors. Are you at Harajuku with some out of town friends or your family or significant others? Yeah! Do you want to chill and drink beer and eat sandwiches while your friends overpay for glitter unicorn socks? Yeah! And the flavor's gonna make you complete. At Harry's Sandwich Company. So come on down to Harry's Sandwich Company in the heart of Harajuku, right off Takeshita Street. See you there! Yo, what's up, faders? It's your boy, Johnny. I have an opportunity for you. Well, in fact, I have 50 opportunities for you. A few years ago, I painted all 50 American states. And in each and every state, I painted in all major city names, the state's cultural icons, pop culture that pertains to that specific state, and a whole lot more fun, interesting, and educationally groovy stuff. The project took me over eight months to complete, and now they're yours forever. I have digital prints available for download on the Spilt Inks Etsy shop. These prints started off at about five bucks a pop, but not anymore. These high resolution prints are a dollar each. They're yours for a dollar each. So brighten up your walls and expand your mind with your favorite state. These prints are a dollar each. And there were so much more. These are these, these paintings are absolutely incredible. You're gonna love them. And if you don't like the state project, that's cool. That's cool. Johnny still has love for you. But check out the Spilled Inks Etsy shop to find all sorts of other wild art that will save your soul and blow your mind. So go down to the show notes for a direct link to the Spilled Inks Etsy shop. Go there, shop away, support the show because we love you. And we love art too. So faders, without further ado, enjoy the show. If you're going to get your fade on, you got to get your fade on in style. And that's why I use Ghost Town Palmade. Ghost Town Palmade is the number one badass palmade. And I practice what I preach. When I leave this house, if I'm not wearing a hat, if I'm not wearing a lid, I'm wearing Ghost Town Palmade in my hair. This stuff is amazing. It smells good. It looks good. And it feels good. Ghost Town Palmade. Badass palmade. And let me tell you one thing it comes in a lid that's pretty badass this whole world is so nerfed up these days everything is plastic and pink but not ghost town palmade this stuff is a man's palmade and it is hardcore it's so hardcore it's from oakland california oakland california that's right ghost town palmade get your bait on in style in tokyo and craving soul food We've got just the place for you. 
Soul Food House in Azabujuban. Check out what we do at soulfoodhouse.com. Come by and taste the love. We look forward to feeding you. And we are back. Oh, man, guys, those are some amazing sponsors. Holy smokes. I'm supporting all of them. In fact, I do support all of them. Oh, man. When I go to a restaurant, there's a couple of restaurants that I'm going to. When I want to get my fade on, Mitzia Liquors. Oh, man. Yeah, dude. Fucking great sponsors. Faders, you should support them, too. Right after you click subscribe on our YouTube page. And um, speaking of subscriptions, I think it's time for us to subscribe to the news. Uh, yeah, Fuck gents, it. who wants to go first? Fuck it, I'll go first, man. All right, go for it, Jeremy. All right. I'm, gonna Jeremy, just, I'm just going to take Jeremy. the first story. All right. So Japanese teachers rebel against work without limits. Oh, these guys are cunts. Okay. Uh, in one of the last notes uh, in his diary, Japanese professor Yoshio Kudo laminated uh, working hours that started early and could last until almost midnight. Two months later, he suffered karyoshi, death from overwork. Ooh. That's bad. Kudo's grueling schedule was no exception in Japan, where teachers have uh, some of the longest working hours in the world, packed with tasks ranging from cleaning to supervising, uh, transfers from students uh, from schools and extracurricular extracurricular activities. Uh, the OECD study that uh, uh, in 2018 revealed that middle school teachers in Japan worked. 56 hours a week um, against the average of 38 hours a week in most developed countries. Uh, but the figure does not include supervising uh, a surprising amount of overtime. So, like, uh, they can work up to 123 hours of overtime a month, God pushing God. their workloads beyond the so-called Kuroshi line, which Japan law has set at 80 hours. Uh, teachers say they are reaching their limit and have rebelled against this culture and have filed lawsuits. What do you guys think about this overworking bullshit? I fucking hate it. Me too. Well, I I'm probably the most qual one uh, how do you say the most qualified to comment about this, but uh, it, it's fucking real. Not not everywhere, but even even for my current job, like yeah, I'm just like I'm a fucking kindergarten teacher. We still work weekends a lot. Like I was working yesterday on Sunday. Now, I got a question. So sure. the, the Japanese teachers at your school, how many hours do they generally work? Oh, fucking way? way more than we, because like uh, like us foreign teachers get a little bit of a pass. Because basically they they know we're not going to fucking put up with like working 100 hour work weeks or whatever they fuck they did. You're not. But, <laughs> no, but like I did. I literally did this thing. It would have been like the third or fourth year in Japan. I worked for a really like richy rich private junior high school. Money was very very good, but like at the same time, they literally worked you to death. I'm like, what they're talking about is like, like you know, hundred hour work weeks. Like it's fucking it's real. I, I lived it for a year and I fucking hated it. Jesus, dude! Back in the day when I was working for banks and stuff in Tokyo uh, as an IT guy, they would do the same thing. They were like, "Oh, over overtime is included in your salary, so you get you might get like a big salary, uh, t technically a big salary, but you were working massive hours overtime." And then also, 
Like you were on the trading floor dealing with traders who are complete assholes, who are cokeheads, who are just like completely whacked out of their mind. And then like you have to go in there on the weekends and stuff. And like seriously, I was like in in the bank on the trading floor. People are shouting. Literally, like the you know the movie Wolf of Wall Street? That was Japan in the early nineties and mid nineties to the early 2000s, man. That's the kind of life that I lived through as an IT support guy. I saw all that shit. Wow. Working thousands of hours of overtime without getting paid. Jesus. So, uh, yeah, I, t- I take it you're, you're no longer doing that anymore, and you're like, fuck this noise. Yeah, I mean, it's changed quite a bit in Japan. Like, uh, there's a little bit, like, uh, the whole Karoshi thing. Because I think um, maybe maybe 10 years ago, one young lady who worked for Densu... Like uh, a McGinney, big advertising yeah. company. Yeah. yeah, she jumped out of a window or killed herself or something like that, and it became a lawsuit. So, like, uh, the Japanese started taking it seriously. So now I, I don't work a lot of overtime. But, I mean, moving to Fukuoka really opened my eyes to a lot of things. For, like, 25 years, bro, 26 years, I was on that fucking train every morning at 8, 8, 8 o'clock in the morning, smashed in hundreds and hundreds of people, smashed into a train. You've seen the videos where they were actually pushing people onto the train. You're wearing mm. a suit in the middle of summer for some unknown reason because you're an IT guy and you have to crawl under desks. And, in, you know, we, why would you fucking need to wear a suit? But you have to for the business. And you're sitting there and the sweat's dripping off your chin and everyone stinks and you have to fucking do this. And you, then you have to work an extra three hours a day overtime or more. Oh, it was hell, dude. Those were hard times. Now, uh, I won't fucking do it. I, I like the silent quit. Like where, like my job description says this. This is what I'm gonna fucking do. Anything else, you can pay me more. Fuck off. Yeah, but you got two jobs though, so you're kind of working not overtime, but you're still working a lot. <laughs> well, it's my job. My my business is now. It's well, all I, my think, I, I, I think I honestly say I'll back him on this one. Like he's obviously, I mean, obviously it's fucking work, but he's obviously enjoying his whole bar owner thing. Like fuck, I would totally. Yeah, totally. Also, yeah, I got, and, and, and again, just to like wind it back to yeah, man, I did this shit as a teacher, and like just fucking brutal. You have to like. The school I worked for, like, you have to fucking work weekends and, like, they'll have, like, oh, school promotion. You have to try to fucking sell the school and, like, you know, protect, get all these potential students. A lot of it's bullshit, too. You're just, like, showing up. Like, I was showing up in a fucking nice suit at six in the morning just to fucking direct traffic in a park, in a, like, right. parking lot. Just, like, yeah, just r- ridiculous dumb shit. They had a principal who was completely out of touch and was one year away from retirement. It was like, well, I think we need an extra study hall. So we had kids, like little fucking junior high school kids, teenage kids, staying, staying at the school until 11 o'clock until the last train so we could sit there and fucking study to make sure they're doing their homework. All right. Jesus. I was, I was, it, it was fucking, it was bad for adults, but like, I, I didn't say like the, the teenagers got a, a, about as bad as the adults too because they had this like ridiculous amounts of homework. So, like, you could see these kids were just pissed off all the time. They were fucking acting out, doing everything. And then they're obviously from really well-off, rich families. So they've got all the fucking... It's, it's torture for, like, a teenager. They've got all the fucking nice, you know, new DVD sets, all the fucking nice TV, nice, like, all video game system, all the fucking games. They have no time to play any of that shit. So, yeah, it's, <laughs> fuck that, dude. Fuck that. It's, it's, it's not worth it, dude. No, no job in the world is worth, like, you know, that, that amount of stress and working yourself... Death and, going, and seriously, in my case, causing myself health problems. Yeah, keep in mind, I was in like, like twenty three, twenty four, twenty five at the time. So I'm like, I'm you know, 
right in my prime and i was i was getting fucking sick all the time because stress like lowers your immune system yeah i, I was the same problems, massive migraines like you fucking name it yeah when i was doing all that overtime work i would totally get sick i would get stressed out like because if you, you have to work every weekend for like three months in a row you have no time off i was totally getting burned out man i don't give a fuck how good the salary is man yeah, right? uh, at a certain it's point i was just it. like you know what i don't even give a shit and then if someone if someone says the wrong thing to you you just flap the handle and you go at them man you know yeah. it's, just, hey. it's ridiculous yeah yeah, 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 yeah. that sucks well let's you, just hope you, that you ever get people- bloody also you're your bloody ulcers where you wake up and you start puking blood up that's from the booze. But no, 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 I wasn't. I didn't know how to drink. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, let's just hope that these teachers are successful and uh yeah, that the system changes and uh, they only work 80 hours a week instead of 120. <laughs> Shit, oh yeah. man. All right. Next story. I'm gonna take this one. <clears throat> okay, let's see here. Uh okay. Prosecutors decide not to indict woman who set fire to hotel room in Tokyo. This story took place in. Tokyo. Hey, here we go. Prosecutors in Tokyo have decided not to indict a 31-year-old woman who set fire, baby, let my fire, to her room at a hotel in Tokyo's Shibuya district in August. The woman checked into a four-story hotel in the afternoon and set fire to her room. TV Asahi reported, the hotel quickly alerted the fire department, which extinguished the fire. The woman suffered carbon monoxide poisoning and was taken to the hospital. She was quoted by police as saying that she had wanted to die. Dude, that's like the worst way to kill yourself because you're taking out, like, what, if there's, like, four stories, maybe, what, like, 200 other people? Oh, my God. Yeah. That's, that's bad. That's, like, mass that murder. That shit's not dude. cool, man. Not cool. That's, like, murder-suicide. Mass murder-suicide. Prosecutors said Thursday that they had dropped the arson charge but gave no reason. You know what? I bet she was hot. She was Marilyn Monroe hot. I mean, top model, supermodel hot. That's why they're like, uh. uh hot enough to start a fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, she's so hot. She started fire. That's why. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, seriously. I mean, why, why else would they just drop the charges when somebody set a hotel on fire, you know, wanting to die? Dude, they must have been hot, super hot. <laughs> yeah, well, one could say she was a total smoke show. Mm-hmm. Ah, I can tell what you did there. Maybe mm-hmm. she was up in her hotel room just lighting her farts, man. She was like, I want to see if this really works. Just lighting her farts maybe, and like, apparently caught the curtains on fire. Way. Apparently, that's an actual legit concern in some of his hotel, like people smoking in bed, like, you know, getting drunk, and lighting farts, and, like, lighting the bed on fire or some shit. Lighting farts. Lighting farts is a fire. Fun, stinky, vinky. No, she's so hot. I bet she never <laughs> farted. Oh, man. But that's insane, dude. I, I really wonder what the actual reason was, because, I mean, this is pretty fucked up, dude. Setting a hotel room on fire. I mean. Dude, no, no, I, I'll agree with you, man. I think I think it's pretty fucking hardcore. Yeah, yeah. It's just like I mean, you, she disrupted the whole business. The whole business had to stop. Everybody had to leave. I mean, I'm sure like the fire extinguishers went out. And the fire extinguishers, yeah, with the, the water in the ceiling, fire extinguisher mm. that went off and shit. People yeah. had to run out. Maybe there's panic. Maybe people got trampled or whatever. I mean, this is a serious thing. This really fucks up the business, you know. And people, every of course, every single person in the hotel is definitely going to complain. They're going to complain. They're going to want their money back. They're going to want vouchers, this or that or something. They want a, a, a freer continental breakfast who knows man that's crazy quick question quick question whenever everybody had to run outside in, the, in their underwear in the middle of the night you think any like you know how do you say like cheating spouses got caught oh i'm sure oh yeah For absolutely sure, 
Because you, you, you know, because like, this is not a, obviously not a classy establishment. You know, it's probably one of those no-tell motels. Uh, it could be a love hotel. It doesn't say. It doesn't say. It says Shibuya District. And there's a lot of hotels in Shibuya. So it could be. Oh, anywhere. come on. Yeah. It's in, if it's in Shibuya. Well, yeah, that's true. There's a lot of uh, If it was Zaka, that's a different thing. But Shibuya yeah. has a lot of good hotels as well. Yeah. yeah. Actually, Shibuya is, actually, Shibuya just has a lot of everything. Mm, so it much, much here. Now it does. Yeah. All right. Tom, next story. All right. I'm going to take this one because I think this one's right up our alley. Drinkers falling asleep in the road are dying in traffic as Tokyo police warn. Oh. Police in Japan's capital are urging people to moderate their alcohol consumption this holiday season following an increase in deaths of drinkers hit by vehicles after falling asleep on the streets. As of November 25th, 10 people have been killed in, in such accidents this year, Tokyo Police said in a recent post on Twitter, representing 22% of pedestrian deaths in the capital. Quote, unquote, that's double what it was last year. Pedestrians <laughs> drink in moderation, the post read. Police are concerned with the death toll and rising further as people attend year-end celebrations and office parties, a.k.a. everybody get food too. Especially nightlife pick, uh, picks uh, back uh, up after easing COVID restrictions. The department has released a public service announcement video warning people of the risk of dr- excessive drinking and reminders of road safety. It will be shown in 60,000 60, taxis with monitors in Tokyo leading up to New Year's Eve. Mm. Yeah, well, anyway, blah, blah, blah. Uh, the Japanese drink about eight liters of pure alcohol per year per capita. That's roughly about 1.6 bottles of wine or three liters of beer. Per week per person. That ain't shit, man. I think they drink shit. more. I think they most drink people more. drink more. Yeah, absolutely. Much more. Yeah, man. Yeah. You, you know these motherfuckers are liars. Because, like, uh, no doubt, man, it's in their history and it's in their culture. The Japanese do like to drink. Fuck yeah, Although dude, I said a lot of them cannot handle their liquor. Um, you know, some people, a lot of my friends do. You know, I mean. Uh, depends on the person. Yeah. I mean, some do, some don't. You, you ever, like, uh, met people that have, like, what is it, the... The allergy, they, they, what is it? It's a genetic condition where they can't break down the enz- enzymes, so they're like fucked after one or two drinks. Yeah, yeah a lot of I, I've seen people like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. of course. They're just like, yeah, they're like one beer and it's fucking bright red face, and they're like, I love you, man. You're fucking cool. Want to see my dick? It's like, whoa, there, buddy. <laughs> I don't it's know who you're hanging out with. Different there. <laughs> I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing. Yeah. All right, insane. All right, well, yeah, faders, all you guys out there during the uh, holiday season, yeah, get faded, have a great time, have a blast, but definitely, definitely, you know, be safe, you know? And if you get faded on site and if you're in a really cold area and shit, make sure you got a taxi, an Uber or something that gets you home. Don't walk home if you're fucked up and shit, you know? You sit down, you smoke a cigarette, and before you know it, your fucking dick's frozen to the fucking concrete. Be careful (laughs) with that shit. Right, man. Oh yeah, and if also if you get drunk and you want to send dick pics, send dick pics to Tom. He's got a brand new computer with a 37 inch monitor. He really wants to see all those dick pics, folks. Yes, he does. <laughs> he does. We've already sent him ours. <laughs> all right, Jeremy. Next story. All right, this is a great. This is a happy story. A uh, diabetic man dies in police custody after not eating for three days or be, being given medication. Aichi Prefecture police have revealed that a 43-year-old unemployed man who was being detained in a cell at a police station in Ozaki died on December 4th after refusing to eat any food for three days. Uh, The detainee who was uh, diabetic uh, was not given any medication either while in custody, the police said. 
the act of penile or penal penile penal 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 detention facilities penis. Uh, yeah, it's got it has something to do with the dick. Uh, specifies that inmates who do not consume any food or drinks must be given medical attention. After he lost consciousness on December four, the detainee was taken to the hospital where he died later that day. Killer News reported. An autopsy showed the cause of death was kidney failure and dehydration. Not good. Not this doesn't good sound like a fun way to go. No, it's a diabetic shock, man. That that's a terrible way to go. That's gotta hurt. God. Wait, but but he refused food. Shouldn't he ate something? Or did he refuse think, food right? to get did he refuse food so he was forced to get his medical attention? Like I, I'm kind of missing. No, that's, they're there. saying like they should have like intravenous, intravenously fed him, like forced fed him, mm-hmm. or put him on an IV drip, because like uh, he, he was held in that cell for like 140 hours, naked, uh, with his wrists and ankles bound for over a hundred of those hours, wow. and he refused to eat food. Uh, apparently, he was just being a complete ass. He was not getting along with anyone. But mm-hmm. then he decided he's not going to eat anything, and he and the diabetic uh, diabetes made his kidney fail, and he didn't drink anything, so he had dehydration, which probably furthered that along. Well, I guess he fucking showed them, right? Well, <laughs> in a manner of speaking. But here on Gut Faded Japan, we are drinking, and yes, we are not bye. diabetic. Yes. <laughs> Yet. Yet. I'm getting being hydrated. The yeah. <laughs> yeah, staying hydrated and not dying, hopefully. No man, uh, yeah, liquid, but, right? Yeah, look, look, folks. Um, it's Japan. If you fight the police, you lose. Good or bad, you, you fucking lose. Don't fight the police. Just do what they can say. You, can you give yeah. me one country where like fighting the police is a good idea? Yes, absolutely. Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. I'm joking. Don't don't, do don't fight it, the cops man. in Mexico. No fucking way, dude. <laughs> You'll, First you'll, time you'll, I ever had a gun in my face was in Mexico from a police uh, officer. Uh, mine was in San Francisco, but yeah. Oh, dude, Jesus, yeah. You do not want to fight the cops in Mexico. Um, yeah. Can you fight cops anywhere? Maybe Holland. Oh, maybe Finland. Maybe Finland. Like, no, no, no. We had a cop on the show that was from uh, Finland. Yeah. The, huh. the English motherfuckers, the the bobbies, they don't have guns. Oh yeah, the hooligans fight those guys all the time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they got those nightsticks, but you take that off of them, you could beat them with the nightstick. They, they we do, which we do not encourage. No, don't do that. Wanna, don't do that. Tasers do not do that. That's naughty. That's bad. I mean, That's do, do, they, do they might not have guns, but they got tasers. Like, I don't know. I've never been tased before, but I've seen videos of people getting tased, and it looks not fun. You know, the like Queen's uh, the Queen's Guard, well, I think it's now the King's Guard, because the Queen passed King's away. Guard now. Yeah, the King's Guard. Don't they have, like, machine guns or something? They have, like, what, AR-15s or something weird like that? No idea. I don't know. They got, they got, but they also have bayonets on the end of those. Yeah, that's pretty badass. Bayonets, man, you'll fuck somebody up with that. Bayonets, man, yeah, like, fuck yeah, son, dude, man, it's it's all about the intimidation thing, man. If you got a fucking bayonet in your gun, it's like not only do I have a gun, I've got a knife on my gun just in case I run out of bullets, motherfucker. It's like don't fuck with me, dude. I wonder what kind it turns of a gun into a spear, yeah, right? Like a Rambo gun, yeah, Rambo knife gun, yeah. <laughs> got a big old K bar on the end of that gun. Holy shit, dude. All right. Next story. All right. Before I get into this next story, um, Tom, okay. Now I'm gonna ask you a personal question if you don't mind. Um, 
You have an angel of a son. We love your son. Everybody loves your son. He's adorable. But when he, bis he misbehaves, what, what do you do to punish him? Call him Yadakun. I say, oh, no, it's Yadakun. It's baby. Oh, that's bad. He fucking like, said, like Yadakun, like Lucy translates to the little I don't want a boy. Mm -hmm. A little naughty boy. Naughty boy, right? Yeah. Yeah, not the other turn, not the baby. Okay, all right, okay. <laughs> that's the good way and to also, do it. Like, uh, what, what else? What else do? You, oh yeah, just like I, I won't strike my child because that, that that's just just wrong. Yeah, but, uh, yeah I do here. take I do take his toys away. He pisses me off. I'm just like, all right, stuff's going away. Bye mm, bye. Good. good, good, good. Okay, so These you're in privileges. Yeah, yeah. Now we're we're gonna read a story right now, faders, about a bad parent. Okay, here we go. <sighs> Okay, here we go. Uh -huh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Woman leaves three-year-old daughter tied up at home while she goes skiing. Merry Christmas. Um, please in Mito, Ibaraki Prefecture, have arrested a 22 Deucey Deuce year old unemployed woman on suspicion of abusing her three-year-old daughter by tying her up with string while she went skiing for the day. According to police, Mio Minagawa, who was arrested on Monday, has admitted to the charge. Kyoto News reported, police quoted her as saying she tied up her daughter at around 7 a.m. on Sunday to prevent her from going outside while she went skiing. <laughs> a neighbor who heard a girl crying on Sunday night went to check on the situation and saw her come to the front door with string partially tied around her body. Oh my gosh, she was tied up like a fucking mummy. Uh, the neighbor immediately called police and reported that the girl might have been the victim of abuse. You think so? <laughs> might have <laughs> been. It's Me, possible. She got to the door. <laughs> she she did. got to the door. Because, you know, because yeah. there, there was there was just playing like uh, cops and robbers, right? And yeah. She yeah. burning the stick. Got nuclear her mom's bomb. terrible at tying knots. Right. Fucking yeah. right. Uh, Mina Gawa did not return home until late Sunday night. Police said she lived alone with her daughter and are questioning her to see if she regularly abused her daughter, who is currently in protective custody. Okay, thank God. You know, she's unemployed. How can she afford to go skiing? Hmm, I, I, I think uh, she's 22 years old. She's got a three-year-old kid that doesn't sound like the father's in the picture. So I'm guessing like uh, sex work. Well, maybe. I don't know. Somewhere on Sunday. Oh, so, yeah. Snow Bunny. Snow Bunny. Possibly. Why does she just take the daughter skiing? Yeah, the kids would love snow, man. right? Yeah, kids love snow. Yeah, but like kids can't, like three-year-old can't fucking ski, dude. Why not? Yeah, you can. You can pull them around on a sled and shit. I got pulled around on well, a she's sled. Well, she's got like a, she's got like yarn and rope or whatever. She could just like go skiing and kind of drag the kid or something. Or maybe right. it could be like one of those things where like, you know, with like the sled with the dogs in front. Maybe the the daughter can run and she'd be like, mush, you know? And <laughs> Actually, as, as, as wacky as it sounds, I don't recommend, I don't honestly recommend that, but like it's that. I don't recommend that. that. What Johnny's suggesting right here, it actually sounds like better parenting than what she actually did. So at this point, fucking go for broke. That's funny. The kid was tied up like a mummy. Oh, my God. That's crazy. She's, that's like, walking around with her man. hands behind her back or some shit. That is fucked up, dude. Psychological Especially issues. fucking three-year-old, dude. I mean, they can walk and talk, but, like, not much else. They really can't take care of themselves, and they're borderline maybe toilet trained. Oh, my God. For How naughty was that kid? That's a Yada. That's a Yada coon right there. Yeah, that that's kid probably Yada had a coon. bad mouth on her. <laughs> yeah. 
Doesn't clean her room. Sets too close to the TV. Yeah, yeah. Holy shit. Doesn't eat her vegetables. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah. Obviously, walks in the room and mommy has gentleman callers coming over. Oh god. (laughs) Mommy's trying to earn a ski trip, kid. Go back to your room. Yeah. Get the fuck out. Mommy's busy. Mm. Yeah. Mommy, why are you wrestling naked with that strange man? Strange, much older man. Quiet. Get out. He's just checking mommy for ticks <laughs> everywhere, everywhere. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, last story. Go for it, Tommy. All right, man. I'm gonna, I'm gonna. This, uh, this one made my fucking day. So I'm gonna go out and bang this one. But this is fucking funny. Uh, quote unquote. I am the most famous thug in Saitama. Japanese kid social media beef leads to beating and arrests. Oh, nice, yeah. nice. Hardcore, man. Never get into pointless arguments on the internet, especially if the other person is friends with a gangster. Social media can be a great way for connecting with people in your in your community that you share values and interests with. For example, back in the fall, two junior high school kids in Saitama who became acquainted through social media, they both thought of themselves as the most famous thug in the pre-picture. It was a 14-year-old boy who got the ball rolling close. I'm the most famous Yankee in Saitama. Using the <laughs> Japanese slang term for juvenile delinquents, a 15-year-old junior high school girl replied, "I'm more famous. I'm a more famous Yankee than you are." <laughs> fucking, I, I, sorry, man. I can I, I can barely read, read this with a fucking straight face. However, Japan has yet to institute an official ranking system for delinquent fame, even at the national level, much less prefectural <laughs> standings. The two self-proclaimed famous delinquents decided to settle the matter by meeting in person with each other and bringing a group of supporters with them. It's unclear what exactly transpired at the meeting, but apparently the girl and her group were outnumbered. Rather than accept this as a sign of her, her inferior level of Yankee renown, though, on a later date, the girl reached out to another acquaintance who was an actual, there was a 25-year-old member of a straight-up fucking gangster. Oh. Organized crime syndicate member mobilized a crew estimated 25, 28 people strong, requiring six cars in the pedestrian hours on October 2nd. The group then abducted the 14-year-old boy from his hometown in Kawaguchi and dragged him into a car. All right, that is gangster. Hours, That's gangster. Was- gangster as fuck. Yeah. Holy shit. Right. This, you got to admit, this, this is pretty goddamn gangster, right? Wow. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, oh, it gets better. It gets better. So he got dragged out of the car. For the next four hours, the boy was driven to three locations, including a riverside and a parking lot where he was punched, kicked, and beaten with a metal pipe, suffering broken ribs, a broken nose, and other injuries, which doctors will say take at least three months to heal. Jesus. Pre, uh, police reports say that both male and female perpetrators were involved in the adoption of the beatings, and they have now arrested 11 people. With those ar- uh, arrested ranging from uh, age from 15 to 25, and including at least one junior and senior high school students, the identity of the 25-year-old gangster has been revealed to Nob. I probably shouldn't say his name. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. That guy's too hardcore. Too hardcore. Yeah, let's, let's, let's maybe yeah, he's going to pull up at your house and beat let's the shit out of you with a pipe. Let's just call him Raw Dog. Raw Dog. Okay. Yeah. Uh, a personal acquaintance of the 15-year-old girl. However, as the two teams were social media beef started the whole chain of events, they're still both minors and names have not been released to the public. So the ordeal hasn't really helped with either of the, their claims to fame. <laughs> Fucking hell, man. Jesus Christ. You know, I'm going to say that that the kid 
the the boy that's like the biggest thug, whatever, the Yankee, he's actually pretty lucky to be alive, dude. He got kidnapped, moved to three different locations where he got his ass kicked in all three locations. I mean, dude, even if he lost all his teeth, he's he's all kind of deformed. He is still fucking lucky to be alive, dude. That must have been terrifying. Yeah, that's that's pretty hardcore. He got he got abducted by what like six carloads of thugs who beat him with a metal pipe. That sounds like I, I bet that kid was sitting in the fucking trunk, pissing himself, going, "Maybe I should rethink some of my life decisions." <laughs> I'm gonna go to church. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go to church. I'm gonna go to school. I'm gonna go to Juku. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do all the homework. I'm gonna be the best. I swear to God, I'm not a thug. I'm not a thug. I'm not a thug. <laughs> oh my God! They drove him to three locations, and then three people beat his ass, man. Like, ding, 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 ding. Just turned him into a pinata. Pretty much. Like, like, like yeah, smacking him around like, till like, candy yeah, thought of his asshole. Metal pipe, man. That is like, that is some pinata shit. I thought you said a lead pipe. Same yeah, thing, pipe. though. It was a lead pipe? Yeah. Jesus Lead's metal. Christ. Yeah. yeah lead is metal. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, yeah, that, that really sucks. But the thing is, you know, I mean, you play stupid games, you win stupid prizes. I mean, come right. on. <laughs> I, I, I agree, man. Especially like for, well, I don't know. At the, at the same time, I don't, I don't want to say this kid's like, you know, cool. You know, or anything like that. But at the same time, like, he's fucking 14. He is a dumbass. I mean, by definition, 14-year-olds, 14 to 50-year-olds, teenagers are fucking dumbasses. Parents, don't let your kids eat paint chips. Yeah, jeez. Or go on trigger, uh, or go on Twitter and bragging bragging about being a hardcore gangbanging thug. (laughs) Oh my god! Yeah, don't do that. Uh, oh, although I, I gotta say, I think I think this fifteen-year-old uh, uh, Japanese girl who instigated this, like fucking, I think she fucking earned her chops there. Like that's some street kid, right? Because fifteen yep. years old, she, brought, she fucking <laughs> rained terror. She she got beat once. She got shown up, and then she's like, "Oh, bitch, I, I'm gonna be a fucking bigger gangster than you, motherfucker." Oh, that's a bad god. girl, man. Right. Yeah, she wins. She wins. Yes, who knows? Hands oh, down. She, she might grow up to be a young single mother who ties her daughter up so she can go skiing for a weekend. <laughs> no, she doesn't go skiing. No, no way. <laughs> just, just go skiing. No, that she, might, too- she might go roller skating or something. Yeah, that would be too pedestrian, right? No. Yeah. None of those none of those creepy Japanese teachers ever take her upskirt pictures, man. She's just a badass. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. I would no, Don't fuck with this girl. No, I, I don't care nope. if she's 100 years old. Don't fuck with her, man. She's going to fucking eat you. Uh, J- Johnny, do you, you remember like a lo- long time ago, like a... Uh, there's some old, it was kind of a longer article, but there's some old retro pictures that I found of like a pinky gangs where they covered them. Like basically like junior and senior high school, like girls that would like form their own gangs. It was just, it was oh, fucking yeah. nuts. They, they, they launched this whole fucking genre of films as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The girls on the the what's called the Kawasaki motorcycles. Not even Kawasaki. They're cruising around on tricked up mopeds, basically. Yeah, Vespas. Yeah, like the the gang uniforms are basically like I guess like graffiti eyes and heavily modified school uniforms. It's just kind of bizarrely weird, but I guess like back in the eighties, this was like a thing. That was a big thing in the eighties, yeah. For Japanese, like they used to have like white jackets with like all this graffiti and shit on it, and like. They'd ride those fucking hyped up Vespas. Mm. 
Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. Every so often we post stuff like that on the uh, Instagram and Facebook, which just another reason, faders, for you to sign up for our Instagram and our Facebook. Sign up. Yeah, don't sign up. Just like it. <laughs> like it, support it, enjoy it. It's free. Subscribe. Yes. Yeah, so speaking of free, we also have, well, all right, guys. I mean, I'm I'm done talking. I've been talking. I'm, I'm, I want to drink. Uh, Tom, what do we have? What, what do we have? What, what, can, what can we give this to the faders and how can they support us? Well, as, as we mentioned no, before, we're, we're uh, growing, growing our budding YouTube channel. So please like and subscribe to that first and foremost. Uh-huh. Uh, we're, on all, we're on all the social media platforms. So you got Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You name it. Uh, we got uh, interesting shit there. Completely free. Um, if you like us, like, you know, just go have and get, drop us a like. And uh, obviously, this is if you're listening to this, you obviously know we're a podcast where you can find on uh, find it on all your major uh, podcast platforms, iTunes, Podbean, what have you. And yeah, just drop us a comment, you know, like, subscribe, you know, say something cool about us. If if you uh, know people that'd be interested, like you know, share the love. We're always looking for new fans. And yeah, that's about it. Did I miss anything, Johnny? Hey, Dram. Patreon. Oh, Patreon. Ah, yes, of course. And if you really like us, you can give us like five bucks, which is like basically buying us one beer a month. And you get uh, basically access to a metric fuck ton of content. Hell yeah. And speaking of Patreon, I want to say thank you. Very much thank you to everybody that signed up for Patreon. Um, we got this guy, Alan. Alan Fader. Alan, man. Fucking we love you so much. He signed up. He's paying us 20 bucks a month on Patreon. Thanks, Alan. Yeah, dude, he's doing that for Christmas. So it's a it's a Christmas present. Merry Christmas. Guys, lift your lift your drink. Lift your drink for Alan. 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 Hi, Kampai. Cheers. Mm. I hope no 14-year-old gangsters ever get you, Alan. Alan's a big guy. I know what he looks like. He's tough. No, he yeah. he, he, he's, he's no better. He's he's smart, hip, and cool because he listens to our podcast. So he knows better fuck than yes, to fuck around with the wrong. Hell people. yeah, hell yeah. And apparently he might come to Japan next year, 2023. And when he does, we are definitely taking him to all the bars in Tokyo. And then when he finishes, he's going to Fukuoka. <laughs> hell yeah. Oh shit. Well, what's a Fukuoka? I forget. I forget. What's, what's what the fuck's a Fukuoka? There's a place that I know. I'm friends with the owner. It's called Eight Stars American Bar, located in Tenjin. It's the only American bar in Fukuoka. You can find it on Google Maps. If you get to Fukuoka, just Google Maps that shit. Mm-hmm. Eight Stars American Bar. It'll pop right up at the top, and you can make your way over. And uh, we got drink specials. We got live bands. We got live music. We got parties. We got home handmade pizzas. We got fish and chips. It's amazing. Come down, party, hang out with us. Uh, it's one of the most popular bars in Fukuoka right now. Yep, that's right. Fuck yeah. And on that note, faders, thank you very much for tuning into this very special episode of Got Fitted Japan. And uh, Tommy's got a new computer. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Peace. Bye-bye. Subscribe to our Facebook, you motherfuckers. My own brother, a goddamn shit-sucking vampire. Oh, you wait till mom finds out, buddy. I've got a government job to abuse. <laughs> Lonely wife to fuck. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster.
I will never forgive your ass for this shit. This is some fucked up Republican shit. Suicide, it's a suicide. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bold.